Welcome to Hit The Real, the podcast where we talk about the entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and I uh, definitely watched all of these shows purely for the fact we're doing an episode on them, not because I actually am a nerd. Uh, this week I am joined by my friend, co-host, and a uh, man who probably needs to watch Bullseye coming down the way here in a bit. Jesse, how you doing, Jesse? I'm good, man. Uh, should I be should I be nervous? Should I move away from the windows in my house? Like, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> I mean, we got to figure it out. You're not going to make me do as much editing as I thought you were going to make me do at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Safe now, then. Potentially. All right. I'm, I'll be right back. I'm going to close some blinds here. <laughs> Wonderful. That will give me time to introduce our um, guest host this week, a man who has been on the show uh, several times before at this point. Uh, but unfortunately, I can't ask him the question uh, just yet. Kevin, what if? <laughs> nice. Uh, yes, thank you for having me. Um, unfortunately, I am not all caught up, but, you know, C's get degrees, right? So we're all, I, I got most of the way there. <laughs> Yeah, I think at the, this point, I'm the only one that understood the assignment, question mark. I always thought C- minus was the best grade to get. Right. Because yeah. you're like, you're on the edge of your seat of whether you have to take the class again. You know, it's... You're not showing anyone up. You're just moving oh, yeah. along. It's, it's humble. Yeah. yeah. It's Don't show up. Don't study kids. Don't study kids. <laughs> Uh, yeah, with that wonderful bit of insight and uh, life advice from Kevin, uh, why don't we jump into what we're going to be talking about this week? Yeah, what what are we going to be talking about this week? <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about, we're going to do, this is actually going to be apparently a two-parter. Uh, it was originally going to be a one-part with some weird uh, framing and drop-in, drop-out type stuff. Uh, but we are going to be doing a Marvel catch-up um, with uh, this week. We're going to be talking about uh, Eternals and Moon Knight. Um, and then next week, we're going to be talking about the two shows that both of you need to, one of you needs to catch up on and the other one needs to catch up on the other one. It's a whole complicated mess. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. so So next week, I'm catching up on What If, right? And Jesse's catching <laughs> up on Hawkeye. Yeah, right. but you know, didn't what if come out after Hawkeye? Hasn't Hawkeye been out for like since Christmas? It's at least since Christmas. Yes, uh, Hawkeye has been out for quite some time now. But so I really... think what if actually came out first? Oh, did it? Damn it! Never mind. You could cut that part. <laughs> first episode, August eleventh of last oh, year. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, my friends didn't tell me to watch it, so I, it's, it's not my fault. <laughs> I mean, this is a, a good group we have here. Yeah, we're, we're we're real great. So let's talk about the movies we actually want, or the movies and TV show we actually have <laughs> decided to talk about this week. Um, Eternals and Moon Knight. So where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start with Eternals or do you yeah, want to start with Should we go in order? I mean, should we Eternals go in order? Came out first. Yeah. Let's, 
I don't know. I don't really I, want I think to. If you're, asking, if you're asking me, I just think we should just do that. But just rip off the band-aid, dude. Okay. All right. So let's jump right into what we think about Eternals. <laughs> As always, the guest starts. So Kevin. All right. Well, I'm I'm first of all, I'm happy to be here talking about Marvel stuff instead of DC. It's nice. <laughs> It's a nice change. Well, you were out for Spider-Man twice. Yeah, but you know, I'm happy anytime it's not DC. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> or Zack Snyder. Or Zack Snyder. I mean, yeah, same thing. Um, okay, Eternals. So I literally just watched this movie uh, during work today because I work from home, and that's you know, I I have flexibility. And I think I was so resistant because of you know I've heard so much mixed things and and i had started it at some point and uh it was it was really tough to get into um i i don't think i hate it as much as a lot of people seem to but it's definitely a flawed flawed marvel movie i i feel like they really wanted it to be this grand spectacle with this sweeping cast and and you know of course it's it's star-studded um but it's just yeah there's there's just something off about it and, and again i i had trouble with these things differentiating between like oh i didn't like this movie and i'm just tired of the marvel stuff you know what i mean <laughs> so it's hard to like pull those apart i feel like if i watched it again and focused like really focused on it i might like it a little bit better um but sitting through it kind of definitely felt like a slog for me um, through most of it. And, and overall just felt, I guess, uneven. <laughs> it felt odd. It was just like in a weird void of, you know, its, its own thing. It, it kind of perplexed me, obviously. Fair. <laughs> I think that's a good way to describe Eternals, the movie, is it, it is per perplexing. And, and, you know, and I guess as we get deeper into all this stuff, you know, I, I don't have the comic book knowledge, you know, that like Michael has too. So I, you know, I feel like slowly I'm like an old person who's like getting confused by a lot of things in the newer Marvel stuff. And so I, I definitely, like, I don't know how, like, if, you know, there might be reasons for some of their choices based off of the comic books and, I, and I'm just kind of getting lost, but I feel like overall, I don't, I think we'll get into this later, but I don't really see where the MCU is going right now, too. And so I don't, I don't really know how this fits. Like, I guess it's kind of nice to have it not set up something huge later, like have a little break from that. But I, I'm just kind of confused about its place in the MCU. Um, you know, they had the little the in the beginning they talked about. I think the, the Jon Snow, whatever his character was in this, <laughs> talked about. You know, like, why weren't you there for the snap and, and all that? You know, and then they just played off like, oh, we don't get involved in human uh, conflicts or whatever, even though I feel like that's a that's a gray area of a human conflict because that was the entire universe, but whatever. Um, but like, yeah, I, I just felt I, I don't know where I don't know where it fits and I don't know what's to come, which I guess is could be a good thing. Um, they made a joke about the main guy that I cannot remember his name. I should have it up. You know, Icarus. being the next, yeah, Icarus, of course, flew too close to the sun, literally. Um, being the next, like, leader oh, of the Avengers oh and, and trying to make it, you know, like that they're in the world, but it just felt very detached in a, in a 
strange way. Uh, spoiler alert, but that part was so fucking dumb. <laughs> when he when he literally flew into the sun. Yeah, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, know, I felt like they just kept saying the name Icarus because they just like wanted to be like, he's going to fly too close to the sun. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It, it's funny what you said about um, not uh, having the comic knowledge to know if good decisions were made or not, Kevin, because, and Michael, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think Go for it. the general consensus among Marvel comic fans is that the idea of the Eternals is, it's a better idea and not so much, not, not so great in the execution. And I feel like it was the same for the movie, so... So, in you know, what it reminded me a lot of, and I, I haven't read the comics, but like, you know, they play with this, they're kind of immortal ish and they're kind of gods ish in a way. And they, <laughs> they're, they put their finger on history and stories are told, you know, with their names, but like different things, right? Like they're kind of like a part of the myth of our universe, right? And I feel like, of course, I'm going to bring up a DC. A comic ironically but i just feel like the sandman series did this a lot better um with their um death and delirium and 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 dream and all their characters and, and how they you know impact the world and whether they should be helping people or not and um so if if this was disappointing to comics fans which i don't know because i haven't read like you should definitely read the Sand- the neil gaiman sandman series um i think deals with the like the mythos a lot better overall and there's also a Netflix show coming out for Sandman's eventually, soon. Eventually, it's being it's filmed. Canceled. They're just like they haven't. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> it's safe. Uh, yeah, I I thought this movie was incredibly dull, especially <laughs> given the cast and the talent that was involved with it. And I always have a hard time, I think, with these immortal type characters as the protagonist anyway because it's hard to relate to people like that um but i didn't feel that really any of them had particularly good arcs or you know really established what their role is in the greater marvel cinematic universe and what really is even the point of this story in the first place so yeah i i thought this was really mediocre and <laughs> disappointing and i think pretty sure i was dozing off a couple of times when i was watching this so yeah and i mean to your point like they they had i think it was just too many too many people and and they're all too too good right it's not just a superman it's not you know which is its own problem right and it's so stretched out we don't have any time to focus on anybody really uh yeah i get it i i mean you want it to be like star-studded and exciting and stuff but yeah, it's just so many people overlooked. Yeah, I mean, a, a fairly unique and diverse cast, too, which I thought was great, but all that doesn't matter if you can't deliver a compelling narrative that people will want to rewatch and come back to for reasons <laughs> other than it, then it's just part of the MCU. And my God, I can't think of a reason I would ever watch this again unless. I was actually rewatching all the Marvel movies. I mean, I rewatched it for this podcast specifically in hopes that I was tainted the first time around. And then maybe the second time I would be a little bit more open to it. 
Mm-hmm. I, I still have many of the same issues I had the first time around. So what are those issues, Michael? Or some <laughs> yeah. That we are talking about or something else. Um, so I, I want to give some backstory real quick because, you know, guys, I love the history stuff. Yeah. Um, the uh, Eternals have always been kind of in a weird place, I feel like, in Marvel. Uh, their original creator was uh, Jack Kirby, um, who some might recognize as the, you know, the guy that, you know, helped create s- such um, characters. Maybe you've heard of them before as like the Fantastic Four, X-Men, uh, Thor, Hulk, Iron Man, uh, Black Panther, you know, just some of those guys. Um, so he's, he's like an indie guy. He's not, not yeah, a big no, guy. Not, yeah. not real big at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's only worked for like two, like only is like influential in two small companies of marvel comics and uh mm. dc uh so and at d and in dc and this is the big part of it so essentially jack kirby worked for marvel for a period of time uh kind of had a falling out surprise surprise with uh one great and illustrious uh stan lee um and so then he went to work for dc for a period of time where he proceeded to develop this series based around what was called the new gods Ran, uh, run was very successful they uh you know helped create such characters as dark side again very unknown <laughs> um and then a bunch of other pretty familiar if you are aware of the uh dc pantheon of characters you are probably pretty familiar with several of the other new gods that are in there and so after he worked for DC for a number of years, uh, it was a very short stint. He came back to Marvel, but they were essentially like, we want you to, we, we just want you to create something. We, we, we're going to give you free reign because we want you back here doing stuff for us. And he said, all right, fine. It's going to get weird. And he made the Eternals and kind of based them off the idea of like very similar to the new gods. But Jack Kirby got super into the idea that essentially aliens were gods and there's a book about it and the whole and like that one's kind of the you know the the history show guy that you know aliens right um built the pyramids and all that type of stuff with the crazy hair jack kirby got super into that and so that's why like new gods and eternals built these characters around the idea that they aren't all of our myths are our old time myths aren't actually based on people's imagination they're just like people seeing these aliens coming down and the only way they could explain it because of their vast technology was because of uh with magic and stuff like that so that's how they did it so he was super into that and so that's why the eternals have always been kind of in this weird place because they were part of three parts of the celestials who are that giant thing that comes out of the end of the movie that's going to eat the planet or blah 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 dumb stuff um and it was a seed in in the planet earth yes the seed that we feed gross um <laughs> and the head the uh nowhere that head uh that's in the uh, guardians of the galaxy that is a celestial head right. um so those created the eternals they also created the deviants uh which are the weird monster thingies um and then they also kind of created humans kind of sort of depending on who you ask deviants not to be confused with variants from loki series yes i know right we, we yeah can we talk about the loki series instead this is <laughs> this is way, that was way more fun <laughs> yeah 
But so Jack Kirby's just essentially great guy, uh, did a lot of really cool stuff. But then like he when when, when given free reign, he put out some really wacky crap. Uh, and I'm have never been into the Eternals as a storyline. So I did like uh, like, you know, some research on it in getting ready for the movie and just kind of watching some stuff. And I still was just like, God, this is just so much. It's so sloggy. It's so confusing. And mm -hmm. I feel like they embody that in the movie very well. So yeah. kudos to them. But they, also a <laughs> faithful adaptation. <laughs> but like, so, so, okay. Do you see where they're going to fit in no. anywhere down the line? Like, that's, no, I don't. That's, that's the thing I don't like, understand. Like, when we saw Guardians of the Galaxy, which I don't know at the time sounded ridiculous, right? We, mm -hmm. we but we like saw it, we loved it, and then we we're like, oh, imagine them coming together with the Avengers, and like it was like fun and exciting, right? Like you were like that's gonna be so weird to see those those people interact. But here, like, I, I don't care if any of these characters ever interact with anybody you know in in the world and you know right now other than like i like a lot of the actors i want them to interact i mean i like kingo uh was um you know the bollywood guy yeah uh, i did like i liked him um uh, mostly because i just like the actor yeah. <laughs> um like you're kumail saying can, kumail can stay in the mcu just give yeah him role well, exactly yeah. i mean i also like uh he's fastest i like brian brian tyree henry a lot yeah. I don't know if he pulled this off as well, but he's he's a great actor. And then uh, who's Druig? Uh, um, oh, Barry. Uh, Barry Keoghan. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Keoghan? Yeah. Um, Creepy kid. Like great, great actors, you know, that I, I want to see around, but I just don't. It's not like, oh, I can't wait till they meet Thor. Although I guess Kingo had a story with Thor, so that would be. Fun. Well, like that's uh, yeah, it's it's one of those weird ones where they're like talking about Thor being like a little kid, and I was like, but how? Like, what? <laughs> the aging would be so complicated then. I just don't understand. So, uh, sorry, well, off topic. Well, well I, I will say the Guardians were weird when they came out, um, and that was it was kind of crazy to think about them coming into the to the fold with the Avengers, but they were in conflict indirectly with Thanos. So it was still all revolving around kind of the same. Right. I meant, narrative. I, meant like a, I meant like a good weird though. You know, I didn't, yeah. mean, it was just like, I, Oh, I, that was such a crazy movie. Like no, no, crazy I, characters. I know what you're saying, but I, I'm, I'm just elaborating on it because with the Eternals, like they're just so far out and left field. Like it's, it's difficult to see them having anything to do with say, Peter Parker, you know? <laughs> right? So yeah, it's it's bizarre. Yeah, and I don't. Could, Michael, could you explain? I, I don't know. I feel, <laughs> feel like you would know. Could you explain to me who or what Kate Kit Harrington is supposed to be? What John Snow was supposed to do? <sighs> what, what was that ending about? When he's like, yeah, oh, I found okay. out about. I was afraid he was going to say his last name was Skywalker at the, at the last. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Um, okay, so Kit Harrington's character um, is Dan uh, Whitman. I think is what what his. Uh... I think it's I think it's Dane. Dane. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, Dane. it is Dane. Um, so he plays the. So he 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 is going to be the Black Knight, which is one of those like very. It, it's almost like a uh, dynasty of uh, superheroes. Um, because it like dates back to actually like the original Black Knight actually dates back to um, 
like King Arthur times. Like it's, it's one of those characters that Marvel like slowly brought forward into like the modern era era. So um, he kind of is one of the uh, it's, it's hard to explain. So he he's been so on the like Avengers king arthur era no. yeah he's he's essentially a knight he has yeah, a, i've seen i've has, seen the martin or martin lawrence movie is you know same, same thing right uh, sure black yeah. knight you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, not really <laughs> <laughs> um but essentially what happens is is that he um he has like a, this family sword is the ebony blade which is what we saw there at the end um which is interesting because um, I in rewatching and kind of talking about it, I think that end scene is more inter- is one of the most interesting end scene end credits we've gotten in this newest this newest slew of Marvel movies in a very long time. That was actually gonna that that's one of my major complaints about the most recent ones is that they all have been kind of uh, ho hum, kind of just like all right, whatever. This was actually one of the most interesting ones, being the fact that they brought in the Ebony Blade. They kind of showed it. Like if you notice it's moving and kind of rippling and kind of it's actually like as he reaches out, it kind of looks like it's coming at him a little bit. Um, right. So some people maybe think it's a symbiote. Ooh, symbiote. <laughs> okay. Um, Does it sound like the symbiote. Let's be careful. Let's be careful there. Yeah. Um, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> uh, and then they also um, have the voice of sorry who's the new who's the new blade mahershala ali thank you um so they have him he's like oh you're not ready for that um so maybe we're gonna get uh black knight and blade doing vampire stuff in the blade movie which will be super cool i'll love that Mm. um i completely missed that there was a new blade movie that's bad (laughs) That makes so much more sense at the end now. Okay. Yes. So, um, yeah. So, Black Knight's been off and on through the Marvel universe. He's always been interesting. Uh, the most this iteration of him. At one point during, I think it was the '80s, he got like psychically bonded to another character and a female character, and they went on some like interdimensional globe hopping multiverse uh, shenanigans. Um, and it was very like trashy Harlequin uh, romance drama type stuff where they went into the Ultraverse. This is deep cuts, guys, deep cuts. <laughs> uh, and they like fought alongside Ultra Force, uh, which was like that universe's um, Avengers. Uh, Ultra for Ultra, uh, the Ultraverse was from actually a different publishing company that Marvel had bought up. And so they were trying to like, uh start some other things and they're trying to bring them in and eventually they slammed the universe the multiverses together in that one and then the ultraverse died but yeah so he's an interesting character i'm curious to see what they'll do with him i feel like it was almost dumb to have him in this movie but yeah so that's that's who he's that's who kit harrington is playing is essentially uh it's setting up for another character that's going to be coming down the line no independent movie for him but i'm assuming they're going to put him in the blade movie because sword and blade and yeah okay thanks for answering that <laughs> yes you're welcome it just seemed like it's such a, a a strange addition like there's already so much going on with so many new characters yeah and then they're like hey remember the boyfriend in the beginning that you briefly saw i, I 
I also thought in the beginning that he was Icarus because they looked similar to me because I'm not <laughs> a Game of Thrones fan and I didn't recognize Kit, Kit Harrington right away. Um, so that was really like thrown in at the end, but I also agree with you. Like the end credit scene was much more interesting than they've been lately. Mm-hmm. Oh, much more interesting than the Doctor Strange end credit scenes. Those ones, I was just like, wow, these are lame. Okay, I mean, I mean, I remember the one funny one. I don't even remember the other one. Like I couldn't even, I can't recall it whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The the point exactly. Um, do you guys feel like this should have been a a, a Disney Plus like mini, like a mini series? Well, okay. Uh, see, I, so that question's hard for me. I was thinking about that because it's like they have so many characters, you know, and they could introduce them slower and you know give more stuff. But like, you know, we, we can talk about this with Moon Knight. But I I I struggle to see. I'm struggling with the point of these Disney series, Disney Plus series, because sometimes it's like there's there's two or three episodes that just didn't need to happen. And this this all could have been a two and a half hour movie. So it's hard for me to be like, well, then this two and a half hour movie should have been a, a Disney Plus series. But yeah, I guess maybe I just feel like would people have watched that? Like, would, I, I don't know if it would have intrigued them enough to commit to a whole show. I mean, you say that, but <laughs> people watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I know, but I'm like, it's I, it's almost easier to be like, oh, I've never heard of these people, but it's a Marvel movie. Like, I can just turn it on, right? I don't know. I, I mean, it could have been it could have been a more interesting TV series, but it would have had to be way different. <laughs> like, I don't. If you just <laughs> cut this up into six episodes, I feel like you would struggle to keep it keep yeah. people's attention. I, I agree with you. I mean, for people going, I mean, I feel like for a box office, uh, so its budget was $2 million. Uh, box office US was uh, 402.1 million. So, I mean, it doubled its, you know, it, it wasn't a bomb. It made its money back. Right. Um, oh, I totally forgot about the other end credit scene with uh, Star Fox. Uh, all one word, not to and not the uh, nintendo actual fox so um, no barrel rolls then no barrel <laughs> rolls um i forgot about that end scene because that's actually another yeah see it see eternals the end credit scenes are more important i feel like than the actual movie itself no absolutely you're 100 percent right <laughs> that's like the that's like the best summary you can give of this movie <laughs> just real sad uh, I, I mean i guess it's like, i guess this movie could be more entertaining in a few years when we look back at where everything started but, it, but, but yeah even then, no even then i don't think it's going to be i just think like yeah the next steps will be you know the, the end of like the end credits were much more interesting and then the next steps could be interesting but the movie itself is not yeah yeah and apparently so star fox or eros eros is he has two names is that what's going on uh or what was going on in that other end scene? All I know is, is Harry Styles, which I didn't know until I yes. saw it on IMDb because I don't know who Harry Styles is, but <laughs> I, I know of him. Uh, he has that watermelon sugar song. Oh, yeah, no, I know. Well, I didn't know what he looked <laughs> like. So when I saw him, I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, so Star Fox is a, another deep, um, like, galaxy uh, edition of the Marvel uh universe um he's sometimes 
the father of Scott Summers and uh, his brother sometimes. Um, and other times he's uh, just kind of a galaxy. He, he's a very he, he's like Star Lord. And like if you're looking for a comparison type thing, he's just kind of a a dude, um, which is interesting is that they call him Eros in IMDb. But then like on the actual movie stuff, he's called Star Fox. So He's another one of those weird characters. Uh, the 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 weird troll guy is also just another weird character. So it's just like they pulled in all of the really obscure characters to try to expand their stable, I feel like. And they just I think they threw too much at us. I think that's the real problem here is that they just spent way too much time being like, people will get this. Right. And no one cared. No. Yeah. They try to throw a lot at us. And it really wasn't. I'm annoyed by myself for saying this, but it wasn't as fun as, you know, like it wasn't a fun way to meet all these characters. And I, even though I'm a big critic of all the Marvel movies turning every character into like a sarcastic, like Tony Stark clone, uh -huh. like, you know, it should be a nice break, but I still, I just didn't feel the like excitement behind all these characters or, or you know, it wasn't like a fun adventure. It's, it's kind of a drag. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, the, the the you know they were really worried about the Earth being used up to and blown up. You know, there's not much happiness to talk about. Yeah, I I don't know. It just feels weird that like it it's it slides weirdly between moments and scenes and story beats and yeah, I don't know. It just kind of it feels it feels like it's all over the place as a movie. Yep. It, I agree. Which and, is disappointing because Chloe Zhao, the director, yeah, she has an Academy Award. She's her. good. I yeah. like her stuff. Yeah. So and Nomadland. Yeah. So it's yeah. I think just a, an utter, a complete and utter disappointment that we didn't get something better. Well, that's a that's a whole other podcast about <laughs> complaining about all our favorite directors directing Marvel stuff and it feeling <laughs> them all feeling exactly the same well yeah. and that's the thing though because this could have this didn't need to feel exactly the same this should have felt a lot different but it just all boils down to that same world ending event that they're trying to prevent and then not much is really offered alongside that just you know Icarus shooting cosmic beams out of his eyes like he's fucking <laughs> Superman. So I don't know. It's, which, it's which they weirdly like reference. Oh yeah, um, that's one. Yeah, that's one, something we can move on. But I was I was going to ask you about that. They reference Batman and Superman in this movie. Yeah, which you would think would be a no no, given that these companies don't get along. Hey, <laughs> they're they're setting up a long term. You know, in the future, it's going to be a Marvel DC movie. Oh, you know, God. Marvel versus DC. You say that, but they... Uh, no, yeah, I, absolutely. Like, what else are they going to do after they've... <laughs> you know, once they get their X-Men running and their Fantastic Four and they've really run out of ideas? I, I did send Michael a, a comic panel with Spider-Man and the Joker not that long ago. So. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you it. guys joke, but there was a period of time, several comics, where they did do... Uh, DC versus Marvel as an event, mm -hmm. and they eventually 
after they had everyone battle each other, um, they had the, I think it was the um, Amalgamation um, Publishing, which was essentially the idea that both companies would publish. And they came up with such characters as uh, Dark, uh, I think it was like Dark Claw. Um, hold on, hold on. I'm looking this up. I got to pull it because it's great stuff. Uh, yeah, so Amalgamation, essentially, they slammed a bunch of characters together. Um, and you have uh, Super Soldier, which was uh, Superman and Captain America. Dark Claw, which was Batman and Wolverine. Um, Deadeye. Uh, man, I should have uh, let you guys guess which superheroes these were. Um, <laughs> uh, Deadeye, which was Deadshot and Bullseye. Um, Doctor Doomsday. Um, which was uh, Doomsday and Doctor Doom. Uh, Doctor Strange Fate, uh, which was Doctor Fate and Doctor Strange and Charles Xavier. (laughs) Uh Um, uh, Lethal, uh, Cheetah and Kurt, uh, or sorry, Kurt, uh, Craven the Hunter, Night Creeper. Kurt uh, the Hunter. That's who (laughs) I want that storyline. Um, and then they had. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a guy named Kurt who likes the <laughs> Kurt. Uh, the Creeper and Nightcrawler. And uh, what was else? Then they had Skulk, which was Solomon Grande and Hulk. And then Spider Boy, which was Superboy <laughs> and Ben Riley as a clone of Spider Man at the time. All right. Well, you heard it here first 2032. This is going to be on our screens. Yes. And we'll be all sitting there with bated breath and in- and excitement and anticipation of it. One season goes on Disney Plus, the other goes <laughs> on HBO Max. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, if I don't know, if we can if they can get the old Spider Man into the new Spider Man movie, like what can't they do? Right. <laughs> across possible. across businesses too, Sony and Disney. Like, you know, I, I yep. would not be surprised. Yeah. As long as Zack Snyder doesn't direct. <laughs> yeah, or, Disney will own everything they, eventually anyways, so it doesn't matter. Till all, till all is yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's Eternals. Um, just, I, skip to, just skip to the end credits, people. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's pretty worthless, I feel like. <laughs> as, as, ba- as, as kind of bad as I feel about saying something about that, about like, effort and time people put in this with right. a really great with which admittedly like a very good cast um yeah. i just don't you know at the end of it i'm just like cool, cool. this happened yeah no a lot of people worked really hard on it and there was, there was still a lot of good things about it but overall in the grand scheme of the mcu it's just it's definitely a you know closer to a thor 2 than it is you know like thor 3 <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not blind fanatics on this show we we call it like we see it yeah all right do we want to switch it up and start talking about moon Knight? please gosh <laughs> so kevin you first oh god okay <laughs> guess right dude isn't it uh, all right um okay so moon Knight again something i had no idea going into it um but I I really also struggled with this show, and I, I, I don't know the reaction. I've not actually looked into the reaction. Um, I don't know what other people think. 
but I I was really struggling to get into it. But Oscar Isaac was holding me through. <laughs> uh, like I, I was watching for him, uh, definitely like sticking with it because of him and his performance. Um, but yeah, in the beginning when it was like the first three and a half episodes was just kind of like a, you know, Indiana Jones mummy kind of journey movie, but also with the, you know, dual personalities. I was, I was really struggling. It was not catching my attention. I don't know if I, it's just like, I've seen, I feel like I've seen tomb Raiders, <laughs> you know, enough that I, I don't need to see it. I'm not sure what it was, but, um, and I, I was more frustrated about like the, the dual personalities, like not, you know, they, I feel like they stretched out a bit. I was like, just, just tell me more about this. You know, I don't care about the Egyptian stuff. I feel bad saying that, but like, I, I was really struggling. And then as soon as they had their little turn into, um, you know, middle of episode three, I think it was, or four, middle of episode four, where they switched to the um, asylum and, and met the hippo god that I can't remember her name. Um, I was I was a lot more intrigued. And, and I think it, you know, that part and into the next episode, like exploring Mark Spector and Stephen Grant and the origins of that and, and the mental health and, and the mom storyline, that was like really intriguing to me and good to me. I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm not sure they fully did the disassociative disorder justice I'm, I'm not sure i just don't have the education but it was like intriguing like i really found it interesting um in a lot of ways but then it kind of ended like in the last episode very very like you know cliche for these mcu um disney plus series of just like big cgi battle that i really was just struggling to keep up with so it was like definitely had its ups and downs for me um and I, I think I stuck with it and I liked it because of Oscar Isaac and his performance, but really nothing else <laughs> was working for me. And it, I, I did, you know, it was kind of nice to have one that wasn't so connected with the rest of Marvel at all. Like, I don't think there, it, you guys can correct me, but I, I don't think there's anything that, like, there was no, like, random cameo that I can recall, or if it was, it was a lot smaller, um, and so it's kind of nice to have that like for people to I enter you know i don't think they've even confirmed a season two yet for this oh, okay yeah i mean so overall i don't know it was it was uneven for me i didn't i really didn't like the beginning but there was parts of it that i i really enjoyed it again i feel like this could have been a movie and it might have been a lot better if they had you know <laughs> started it off with like egyptian stuff in the first 20 minutes and you're like oh cool it's kind of like a t tomb raider movie or whatever and then they like cut to the like you know dual personalities and the history behind that and like explore that for the rest of the movie i feel like it would have been really really fascinating but that's that's you know maybe people really love i know people love indiana jones so i might just be the wrong audience jesse do you want to go uh if you hear a cat wailing in the background that's just loki complaining that we're not talking about his show so yeah i tried i said let's talk about loki <laughs> <laughs> so i missed just, that podcast but uh, you know just fyi but uh yeah dude uh first off i was caught off completely off guard by this show and it's probably because i know nothing about moon knight as a character but i was under the assumption 
that he was part of like that street level of superheroes along with like daredevil and punisher and luke cage and those guys and that may be completely off base but that was my mindset going in so when we're doing a indiana jones the mummy tomb raider style story with a guy with dissociative identity disorder and he's a superhero with egyptian gods yeah that that's not what i thought we were going to get when i started watching this so that was a little trippy for me but um it was okay um i think oscar isaac is pretty freaking phenomenal with how he can go back and forth between those two characters and i thought his his british accent in particular was outstanding for an american so kudos to that guy but um i uh just wasn't really that enthralled by anything that was going on and that's disappointing because i really like oscar isaac and i like ethan Hawke quite a bit as well um really everyone involved i thought was pretty good but um that and you know i i was glad that it was another you know opportunity to kind of separate marvel from you know some of these shows and movies that we're getting from the you know usual extended narrative where everything's connected but i don't know i just it wasn't really something i was too excited to get through um the only reason we started watching it was because uh, <laughs> uh when we were visiting my wife's family her dad just put it on one night and you know we watched the first three episodes and then we were just kind of we're kind of committed at that point um <laughs> I, I like yeah i just wasn't really excited to go from episode to episode and i don't really know why uh, i mean i don't think anything was poorly done um some cgi was kind of questionable but it didn't really hook me and by the end i wasn't really sure that i would get excited about the possibility of them continuing this story so i i don't know maybe it just wasn't for me i mean there's a lot to respond to <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a job yeah uh so you're not far off jesse that um moon knight is kind of one of those more street level uh guys okay um he's a real complicated character i was very excited when they were announcing that they were doing his because he does have uh several interesting um stories around him uh his first publication was in 1975 uh and in uh werewolf by night um which was not about him um <laughs> it's that that comic's about a werewolf um shocking or, yeah i know right uh, a guy who actually turns into a werewolf and wait for it by night um mm -hmm. but uh the cover is like of uh, him like fighting in like a literally like a lower street level and um the like tags on it are like uh, can even a werewolf battle a man clad in solid silver and survive? And that's like the tagline. And then the uh, Moon Knight, who's got like red eyes and kind of spiky gloves, but kind of has his classic like all white look to him. 
um, is like he's he's saying you haven't a chance against Moon Knight monster. The harder you fight, the quicker you die. And so essentially, the idea was that he was Batman uh, type character that just did um, like supernatural stuff. <laughs> that was like his. In, that was that was pretty much his stick. Was that he was that level or that type of character. So that was kind of it. And then he got real dark though. And this is why I love him. Cause then they started at, and then they actually introduced him, put him in uh, his comics and started introducing the multi-personality stuff, the disassociation, eventually slowly moving into him, having one of the darkest origin stories. I have to say the, the reason he develops these multi, the, these uh, different personalities uh, is because essentially learns that the because he is Jewish. Um, I don't think he's the first Jewish superhero. That's something Lindsay asked. Um, I don't think he is. He is a Jewish American born in Chicago. He learns that his rabbi was actually a, a serial killer cannibal, I think. Um, <laughs> hold on. That's not even the worst part. He's actually apparently a Nazi survivor. And he turns out to be a rabbi and is killing Jewish people and eating them. And he learns about it and like can't deal with it because the guy becomes his father figure and deal with it. So he then like shuts it out of his brain and then he just punching people in the face. And he has like three identities, the ones we kind of saw in Moon Knight. Um, they each kind of fulfill a different role. Like one's like a playboy flamp, uh, but lamp. Wow, words. Thank you. <laughs> yes, a... um, one's like a cab driver uh, who essentially is like getting the beat information from people, and then one is kind of like that arch. Uh, a, uh, I think I think it was originally an anthropologist. Then they might have turned him into an archaeologist. But yeah, that's how he kind of like gets his different person, his different identities as he's going around and. Um, punching people in the face and stabbing werewolves so, with silver. And then he becomes part of Honshu and it's a whole thing. Okay. That, that was my, my, that was my question is like, I, I didn't, I mean, it's, it's obvious because of his name, I guess, but like the Egyptian stuff was part of the comic book as well. Correct. Right? Yeah. So the, the Egyptian stuff has been part of the comic book for quite some time. Honshu is a big part of it. Um, Honshu is just as big of a dick in um, the comics as he is in the marvel stuff it goes back and forth with kind of the whole thing uh mr midnight is also like a a separate um part of that and this real big villain is uh bushman i think is what his name is who just keeps coming back to life it's a whole thing he's a really cool character and i'm excited to see where they go with him yeah uh this quote-unquote origin in the mcu stuff is very weird and different from his um Marvel oh, yeah, stuff. They, they went with dead brother, disappointing mother instead of <laughs> Nazi cannibal. So yeah, I mean, yeah, a bit yeah. different. But <laughs> I am. Like, don't get I me could wrong. See the, I, you know, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see yeah, if they go with the Nazi cannibal stuff because uh, Nazi cannibal serial killer because uh, he dies and then he comes back and it's even more traumatizing. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. cool stuff. I like. Yeah, it. and so. Um, I guess I did feel a bit more excited later of like his future stuff for sure. Like it could be a very interesting character to fit in and having somebody like Oscar Isaac, who's so expressive in his face. <laughs> um, 
you know, will be a lot of fun. Like I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy he's in the fold. I thought his accent as uh, the Steven was a little cheesy, but I, I kind of thought that by the end, that was the point. Cause like he, you know, based it off of like his cheesy tomb. <laughs> what did they call it? It wasn't tomb Raider, but tomb something. Uh, tomb Professor Digger. Tomb, tomb yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like I thought he was like basing it off of that. So it was like intentionally a little cheesy, you know, but no, I, I enjoyed that. He, he seemed to have fun with the accent and he, I don't know. I felt like Oscar Isaac was just having a blast out there. So I definitely am excited to see him. And, and again, like he's funny and witty in a way, but he's not like the same, you know, sarcastic, <laughs> humor that mcu has like it's like more of like a character like like a cartoon character comedy kind of thing that i think he pulls off i mean that's fair he's he he yeah i I agree he does have that 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 type of uh he's just different enough from our traditional mcu stuff that i feel like i'm actually excited to like have him come back as a character opposed to like a lot of these, uh, the, especially a lot of the movies feels like they're just like, you have to do it in this format and it's a very right. similar format. And this, it, it, you know, for periods of time, it was really good. It did have high points. I think um, I really enjoyed this setup of the, where we suddenly like, he keeps like blacking out and then like things happen around him and we don't know what's happening with our, we're lost in what's going on. Yeah, and... I think that was to save on CGI. They didn't want to. They didn't want to film all the all the battles, so they're just all like, the oh, just just black out and you know, <laughs> yada yada through it. Well, yada yada. No, no, through no, it. no uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, I I agree. That was like a fun way to do it. You know, like show you kind of what it was like to be like Stephen and wake up and just be like, oh, there's blood on my face all over, or <laughs> I'm in the middle of the this Alps? weird. Yeah. The Alps. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, or like, and I think that was a good point too to kind of like point out like uh, how that one girl was just like super into him, and he was just like, "Oh, okay, yeah, let's let's do oh, yeah. this." Like, like the date was already set up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "I'm a I'm a vegetarian." It's like, oh, <laughs> sorry, buddy, no, you aren't. <laughs> yeah, you're and, a monster. Uh, I was, you know, I I that was a lot of fun. I was getting confused sometimes of like the the rules of like all of his character, like when they can switch and can't and when they can talk to each other with a mirror and, and can't, but you know, I, 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 yeah, I guess there was no like set rules is more like whatever's going on. Um, yeah. But by the end, I kind of felt like it made a lot of sense. It was a lot of fun that they put them next to each other. Um, you know, digitally, obviously, or yeah, whatever, but obviously, yeah. like that was, that was a like nice fun way to do that at the end. Instead of just switching back and forth, like being able to see them together um, was a neat little trick. Or Oscar Isaac is actually two different people. So. Yeah. It could be like the prestige. Like he's been, he, he's had a twin his whole life that he just, <laughs> sorry uh, to spoil that, the prestige for that anybody. Was, <laughs> it's been out for a while. 2006, I think. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think towards the end, it kind of, I, I like the implications that it has towards the end of the, of the show, the giant Kaiju CGI, uh, CGI battle was a little, felt a little lame. I literally literally zoned out during it. I just, I couldn't, my brain was like, no more of these fights. I don't care. 
Yeah, I, I, I really wish they would. I don't know. They they need to find a different way besides having giant lasers pointed in the sky or giant CGI monster battle. Yeah, and I think that's what part of what you know Jesse was talking about. And it, I mean, we both talked about it. Like parts of it was just not for us. And Jesse had said most of it wasn't for him. But I mean, I really think I know like people are tired of talking about it, but it's just the Marvel fatigue is is a real thing too. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's cool that we're in this world that obscure characters can have their whole series but it is also like incredibly overwhelming and and i feel like some of the product is suffering too like you said the cgi or the or the visual effects you know it's not it's not terrible but it's it's definitely not as clean as they would want it to be i feel like and it, I, I feel like it has to be because they're just so rushed to get these products out you know i'm sure I think visual effects is like one of the last things they do. So they have like no time to get it to where they want it to be, you know, and, and like, I understand Disney as shareholders and they need to push things through. Um, and we're lucky to have like such great characters on our screen, but there is definitely a real fatigue because I feel like at, at a different time in my life, like this series would have been something that really would have captured my attention for sure, like fully. Mm-hmm. But right now, you know, it was kind of like, yada yada through some of the superhero-y stuff and and then you know I, I don't know i mean it's still better than some of the other products but it, that just that's out there that fatigue is definitely real well you you can package it however you want to and change a certain number of things up but if it all is just leading back to yet another world ending event or mass life ending mm-hmm. event then it's the same old song and dance. It's just going to a different tune. So I don't know, man. It, it, I can only, I'm kind of at my peak for what I, how many of those stories I can take from the MCU. Right. Yeah. Um, I think about Civil War, which I love, and I think I love more and more as time goes on because of it was a very personal story with a villain who had just a very particular vendetta and didn't have that desire to actually, you know, kill the heroes or, you know, even try, you know, to do that type of, you know, world, world ending uh, plan or what have you. It was just very small scale. And I wish, I wish we got more stuff like that, dude. I, I think they would really benefit from, you know, some smaller scale stories on a more personal level. Right, I feel like they're afraid to go back to a smaller scale, like because they they need to keep you know certain audiences intrigued with big spectacles. But I think they're I think it's time. I think like yeah. I mean, what's what's bigger than Thanos, dude? Like you're not, <laughs> right. you're not gonna get bigger than that, right? Well, I mean, what what about that thing Galactus. at the end of physically, Michael? Yes, Galactus, <laughs> Thanos, but like it's I don't think it would be more impactful or is riveting because it's already kind of been done the one yeah. time. Yeah. And I think yeah. not, I, I know this is, I missed the podcast, but like that's part of my problem with Dr. Strange too. Right. It was like, it just, and I, I think it was supposed to come out before Spider-Man originally, but like, you know, just another multi-dimensional, crazy, chaotic, you know, movie. It, 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 like it's just, it's getting to a point where it's, it's just too much. Well, and so much of this, and we talked about this on the Doctor Strange podcast, but I'm I'm fully a fan of them 
doing more standalone series and movies that aren't tied up into, you know, whatever, whatever continuity they're trying to establish in the whatever phase of the MCU. So I'm a fan of them doing something like this, even if it didn't necessarily work for me. I like the concept of, you know, having a story around a hero that really does have its own adventure in Egypt or Tomb Raider style or what have you like that. That's cool to have more unique stuff like that. But then it just goes back into, you know, we're going to kill X amount of people on earth, you know, as the climax. And and it just kind of sputtered out at that point, but they should do more stuff like this for the first three quarter. Yeah. It's, I, I think this is I think this is a good example. I'll explain here in a bit what I mean of a setting up for future things, future conversations, future potential um, villains and stuff like that, because what we have here is and this is something I liked about it, is that the Egyptian gods, real God, that's a quite sorry, I'll phrase that as an actual question. Are the Egyptian gods gods in this or are they something else? Is this a rhetorical question? Or are we supposed to answer? I this? know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you guys answer it. Feel, uh, that's yeah. Answer it. Feel feel how, well. And how that's what I, I mean. It felt like something completely different. Like it didn't yeah. feel like it was in this in the MCU to me. And I don't know how they fit in with the Eternals that are kind of godlike. Yeah, I mean, our, I, I think, our... and I think that's cool. I think it's cool to like go into that mythos and like you know show the Egyptian gods. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to answer your question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a very fair thing to say. I don't know how to answer your question because I don't know either. And I think that's what's going to be interesting is that in Love and Thunder, um, this is where it's this is the, the the lead up here is that they have a character. Uh, so right, we have Z- uh, we have uh, the uh, Norse pantheon. We have Russell Crowe playing Zeus, and we've and, and I'm assuming we've seen part of those trailers um, in. Uh, some of the uh, stuff just be based on like what's kind of happening. Um, And to me, it's very interesting because they are introducing another character. Uh, Christian Bale is going to be playing Gore, the God butcher, (laughs) which is a, a very metal name. If you ever could have one, but he's a super interesting character because again, Here's where we tie back into Eternals because this is all this is all part of my master plan is us to just talk about these ones. This uh, Gore the God Butcher uh, is like some just is just a normal dude, okay, in the comics, and this is where it's going to come full circle. Just normal dude thinks the gods are just you know he he like prays for him. His life just sucks. It's just horrible, and he keeps praying to the gods to say like do do better by him and stuff like that. But he just keeps getting kicked while he's down just one thing after another just shitty shitty life he leads um eventually one day two celestials do battle on his planet and kill a bunch of his people wreak fucking havoc it's just the worst until they both kill themselves on his planet and so then he goes up and he picks up one a shard of a weapon one of them was using and it essentially allows him to become godlike. And he then goes on to just decide he wants to kill all the gods in the universe. 
that's his job. He's just going to do that. And it turns out that the blade he has is actually a symbiote for the dark king of the symbiotes, which is also potentially another symbiote in the Black Knight sword. So, uh -huh. boom. Spoilers for the next <sighs> Marvel phase. <laughs> is, that, is it spoilers if I'm just rambling off <laughs> random things? Uh, no, that's interesting. That's very helpful. It makes me, because another, I don't, I don't know if I already asked this, but another point in my, or that I want to bring up was like, yeah, where, where are they going with all of this? Because like, I feel like sometimes it's like, heavy emphasis on the multiverse and then sometimes it's or now it seems like yeah they're celestials and and all these different gods and immortals and stuff um but it, that seems to be like there is a through line here that they're aiming for yeah it, and that's good who knows though who knows it could literally be another one of those dumb things where they bring on a very great villain butcher him character wise and then kill him off in the same show and the same movie or show right so yeah uh, i want to know what jesse what was your opinion of ethan hawk's performance in this movie um well first i had a question about his performance that first scene in the very first episode he's like putting pouring glass into his shoes yes and like mm -hmm. walking around like that and I don't know that I ever picked up on what the point of that was. Penance. He was paying penance. Okay. It's like uh, trying to get guy... his balance back. So yeah. Sorry, it's been <laughs> bothering the hell out of me because I couldn't figure it out. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's penance for his bad deeds that he did while uh, his, uh, while the avatar of Kanshu. Okay. Jesse, Jesse, do you not walk around with glass issues when you <laughs> do something bad? <laughs> uh we've all, we've all we've all been doing that <laughs> yeah, uh, well i guess i guess you missed that yeah. you missed that class in first grade yeah I'm, I'm gonna go break a couple of windows after this episode <laughs> started but uh overall i thought his performance was pretty good i actually liked i actually liked him most as the therapist and like <laughs> yeah the purgatory or whatever it was i thought that was when he probably did his best work. Um, I thought he basically portrayed the villain how they wanted him to, but I just don't know that you really felt that much of his turmoil or rage over, you know, being Conchu's avatar and like the, the fallout that happened there and any guilt that he feels. And I think that's partly because we only get six episodes. So we're, having to go pretty quickly to get him where he needs to be at the end you know with his master plan and stuff and there's just not a lot of time to really get to know him at all so i yeah, I, I thought like he was a, they could have cut some stuff but yeah yeah well that, that. i think both ways too right because you could have cut some of that you know big epic you know kaiju type battle stuff or smaller character moments so we can understand this villain more and kind of you know have some empathy for him and i don't really think you ever do he just kind of he just kind of gives you facts every time he shows up and <laughs> then goes about with his villainy so no, that's a good way to put it and that actually helps me understand some of my frustration with the character where i was a bit confused a lot of times and i think you're right a lot of it was because i didn't see what you know i didn't feel what he went through or, or how he felt about it 
and I yeah. was unsure. We didn't, his, we didn't get his true motivations. I feel like. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, if you can't understand the villain and their point of view, what's you know, then they're just you know, in the end end game motive or their <laughs> right. goal for the hero is somebody to overcome, but an obstacle in and of itself is not very interesting. Right. Yeah. Cause I think I, when I saw it, I didn't know Ethan Hawke was going to be in it. So when I saw him come out, I was like, Oh wow. That's a, that's a, I was excited. It's like, that's a fun little thing. Like I, I've never seen him with that much hair before. So no, that was- yeah, <laughs> and, uh, but then, yeah, I couldn't tell like, as it went on, I was like, I really want to like this villain, but I, there's something missing. I couldn't tell if it was the performance or the writing or, or just my lack of interest. Um, but I think you put it well. And I, I do think him as a therapist was a really fun. Oh, it was great. And yeah. he, he he nailed that. So I, <laughs> I do think it might be more yeah limitations in time or mm-hmm. or uh, not a or lack of prioritization of giving the motivation to the audience. Yeah, he, he felt and he felt to me very much like the uncharted villains do where they're just bad guys for you for the for Nathan Drake to kill after a an eight hour long movie that's a video game. So. Which speaking of the the movie that's the movie I just oh, saw is like out on DVD and I just totally totally missed that I just missed it completely. Didn't know that that Good happened. Job. And it, I think it, it's probably for the best. I played Uncharted yes. Four, and that was basically a movie, so I think I'm good. As soon as I saw Mark Wahlberg as Scully, I was out on that project. <laughs> it was not for me. That'll be our next podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he did fine with what they gave him. Um, not a particularly memorable villain, but I think that boils down more to the the script and the execution more than anything. That's fair. I I like it good opinion yeah <laughs> and i i feel kind of similarly about oscar isaac too like obviously his performance was great but i don't know i kind of got to know mark and steven towards the end where they did those flashbacks when they were on the ship or whatever but um like that was really the only time i felt any depth to either of those characters beyond the dissociative identity disorder which is sad because there could have been so much depth there's so yeah. much to to go into i mean like That's... i think of like i think of like split whenever i think of movies with you know multiple personalities and i you know we got to know that character pretty thoroughly <laughs> yeah i mean like it's okay to like make your audience feel kind of sad or to spend some time <laughs> in these moments just getting to know these characters because we just came out of you know the blip and thanos so People have been through a lot and there's a lot of trauma to unearth there and examine, but I guess right. it's just not as interesting as having kaiju battles and souls being sucked into an alligator's mouth or whatever. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. They need, they really need to get over their question, actual question here. Do you think somebody at Marvel has just like a giant, like fetish for space lasers? <laughs> like things just getting shot into the sky. Do you think he just, Kevin, like, oh yeah Feige, probably <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I, another thing i really want them to get over is i, I don't need them I, I i get it at first but they don't need to keep mentioning that five years ago there's a snap that half the population is gone and they're still dealing with the traumatic stuff like, I, I get it now like we get it like yeah <laughs> yeah i guess we can you know 
I think they're almost done with that, but I understand. Mentioning it? Yeah, it just doesn't have to be in every single movie. Like, we know the timeline. Yes, this is after the big snap. I mean, maybe, I, but that's, you know, maybe that's one of the realistic parts. I feel like we're going to be talking about uh, COVID for decades. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's I still know. going on. Yeah, it, you still talk about 9-11 and the different worlds, right? But, but it's not like... like movies to talk about it. <laughs> it's not brought up as like, oh, here's some social commentary that Marvel can offer the world. It's, well, audience, do you remember that this happened five years ago? <laughs> Are you sure? Okay, moving on. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. just a petty complaint by me. Yeah, I, I think it's valid. And I wish, I don't know. I, I, the bar is always just so high now with, comic book stuff after all the content we've gotten over you know the last 10 20 years so i i don't you know stuff like this is just okay but it's you know the bar is you know it needs to be a lot higher and they should strive to do more with this yeah i think what we need to move into is going forward with our marvel stuff is I, i've talked about it before i've always liked the superhero plus something movies like like inserting another genre into the marvel stuff I think mm -hmm. what we need to start focusing on is insert genre plus Marvel movie, because I feel like we need to start focusing towards those genre type things, because this had some pretty scary moments in, or like, quote unquote, like horror movies type atmosphere to it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange had some of that, too. I want to see a horror movie, but a superhero like, a, you know, a horror movie first and then the idea that we're doing some sort of superhero thing to it. Like there are characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that can fit that role and we should do that. And we should do a torrid love affair of, you know, a romantic, um, almost uh, semi erotica uh, type uh, thing with Black Knight plus Marvel movie. Like I want to <laughs> see those types of things. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I like the transition from horror movie to yeah, this, yeah some this, soft this. pornography. You know, like, that's just moving. <laughs> no, I, I I agree. I feel like again, these are normal complaints now, but like they're being so protective for just the so it can all be continuous and feel like the same movie. Um, they're not taking any risks, and I think that's why we like <laughs> the Thor movies and the Guardians of the Galaxy movies because there seem it feels like there's some risk even though it, it really is just more comedy and weirdness than it is risk um, yeah but i think they you know and i like i understand they're scared of pulling a dc universe thing and and it being all all over the place um but i have to think eventually they're gonna have to get there and do something new or else people are are going to like stop caring yeah, but maybe not. Gonna... They're printing money. Like, what do we know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's the struggle. I feel like going back and forth here is like, what are they going to do? I mean, well, they're gonna they're gonna once they start struggling, they're gonna call up Robert Downey Jr. again, <laughs> open up the yeah, multiverse, like, and get Tony Stark back. Like, the countdown yes. is still going. Oh yeah, what is my countdown? I, I think I said the end of twenty twenty two, which is coming up. Oh no, I said. Oh, shit, I did. Yeah. The last day of 2022, 225 days that he, oh, <laughs> damn, that's not looking good. But then he'll, another year. Then he'll come out in the Ant Man movie that comes out in February of 23. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. He'll just miss it. 
Yeah, um, I think it's it's just a struggle with film when you have a story that seemingly has no end, even after like its ultimate climax of a franchise, and it's kind of like, well, where do you go from here? And I don't think they they might not even know that for themselves yet. They're just pumping out content. Yeah. Quote unquote printing money, like Kevin said. Yep. License to print money. Yep. Put Marvel on it. Who's a character we haven't done yet? License to print money. She Hulk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't um, know. Man. There's also we'll, a little. We'll talk about that next week, I feel like. Uh, yeah. But we will. Overall, um, I mean, it sounds like you guys enjoyed this a little bit more than I did. Um, I appreciate the effort to do something different. And I think the actors all did what did the best they particularly oscar isaac but uh yeah um just watch it yourself and see what you think maybe maybe i'm wrong no i mean i i think i was definitely i, I tried to say like i was also very over most of it and it seriously took that big you know asylum part to get me back into it um I, it was just better i mean i would say like you know i enjoyed wandavision and and uh loki or at least most of wandavision like and most of loki you know way more and this one falls more in like the middle tier for me of like the marvel or the disney plus series but also i don't really have any desire to ever watch it again kind of thing <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's just tough they're they're having a hard time i think getting the audience to connect with these new characters and i think that again boils a lot down to their execution because Moon Knight should be a fun character that I should be excited to see again and for whatever reason I, I was not. So. But I do think Michael has a good point. Like I think we'll see him later and it will we'll be more excited. I think he'll do good things and bad things, obviously. I mean yeah. That end credit scene. Yeah. 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 A lot I mean, of bad if, things. If if we get Moon Knight with the Punisher at one point, that could be fun. I, I would probably watch that. My, one of my big things I was thinking about was actually the idea that um, Marvel might move into um, pushing some of their content. They have the availability. A lot of these characters, Punisher, uh, Moon Knight, uh, Blade, uh, Black Knight even maybe, moving into uh, kind of an an adult or R-rated section of their streaming services and stories that they be could, could potentially tell uh, and call it Marvel Knights, which is a um, naming title that they've used before um knights as in with a k uh <laughs> just <to be> clear <laughs> marvel at night yeah <laughs> yeah wow, wow. <laughs> yeah no, no, no sexy music playing for these guys um <laughs> but yeah they uh but would disney would disney do that well that's the thing no, though you, inconvenient that they just brought over all the marvel exactly which are which has uh, required you to age restrict now um, on Disney Plus. Essentially, you have to say that you're over a certain age and you have to type in a code uh, if you do say that. Um, so now they have the availability to start going like, okay, cool, this is your normal Marvel fair. Over here is going to be your, you know, sexy Marvel fair. Yeah, and maybe you'll get your bloody Marvel fair and stuff. Maybe you'll like get that. your erotic series after See? all. See, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I want I want uh, Raimi to come back and direct a horror movie, and I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, an actual actual horror movie. Actual or actual Marvel horror movie. Yeah. A uh, Raimi Blade movie would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a real 
Raimi Blade movie, not a MCU. Yeah. Drowned yeah. one. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I think that's they're they should do something like that because I've been wondering if they're gonna keep this Netflix cast around, and it kind of seems like they are. Um, then how are they supposed to fit in with all these family friendly characters that we've had for the past fifteen years? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. they need to make a Marvel, a quote unquote Marvel Knights section of it. So yeah. Uh, you know what else they need to do on Disney Plus? And I, 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 this has been a long time complaint for me. And then I was like, okay, get over it. It's not a big deal. And then something happened in the Eternals, and and they can do it. So in Loki, and I think also WandaVision, they had a lot of after credit scenes, but it wasn't ever consistent. Like not every episode had them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you had to like scroll through and it was too late like by the time i found out i had to like go back and like restart the episode <laughs> and then scroll the way through there needs to be a button that just says like skip the credits and i always complain about this because i was like if there's a if there's a scene tell us because there's like five minutes of credits you know yeah and it's we're binging shows and then i was like whatever they want us to watch the credits they want us to see you know give these people their due but then at the end of eternals they had a skip credits button and it went right to that <laughs> credit scene and i don't understand why they do it for their movie but they don't do it for their TV show when the TV show is not even consistently. Like it's it's dumb. I don't want to fast forward to see if there's an end credit scene and, and then there not be any. Yeah. Yeah. That's that should be their number one concern right now. It's my convenience. <laughs> I would say if I can skip the quite... intro, let me skip the credits. Yeah, you seem quite perturbed by this, Kevin. It's bot it's it's so annoying. Like the Loki end credit scenes, where it was like episode like three, they started it, and then they didn't do it for four, and then they did it for five, and I'm like, come on, either do it or you don't, and if you do it, let me skip this. I mean, I get annoyed when I can't access individual episodes from the continue watching section, and I have to go pull the show up from like the search function to individual episodes. That thank you, Jesse. That's my that's my other complaint as well. It drives me insane. No, it's a waste of time. I hate it. It is it is weird to me that they're uh for a multi-million dollar company that they have one of the probably it is getting better, I feel like, but it is one of the worst streaming service like platform user interface customer experiences out yeah, there. It seems like that would be the easiest thing to do. <laughs> uh all right. I digress. I think, I, I think we should wrap it up here. <laughs> cool. Well, we're partially caught up then yeah we'll be back next week with uh all the fun <laughs> what, what if in hawkeye what if in hawkeye the 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 hits of 2021 <laughs> we're just getting to them now yeah yep wrap it up here thank you so much for listening to hit the reel the podcast where we talk about the entertainment that we consume and what we really think about it um we try to get this podcast out weekly usually on saturdays sometimes on sundays um, depending on how much I'm doing that week. So if we got anything wrong or if we're wildly off in our opinions or I don't know, something else, it's, it's been a long episode. Uh, please feel free to uh, hit us up at uh, hittherealpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hittherealpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to talk to you. And uh, feel free to take a look at our Patreon in the uh, description of the episode. And uh, next week we'll be doing the part two of this. So stick around and listen for that. And like always, hey, keep it real.